Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network, joined by my partner who is with me every single Monday. I cannot believe this. It, it's been pretty near thir- 14 years. That, oh, wait, 13 years because Rutgers yeah. entered the Big Ten in 2012, so I guess 11 years, almost 12 my buddy, my friend, he's the editor and publisher of the spun.com, one of the absolute best websites for all of sports. It, I, I explained it to somebody like this. It's my grandmother used to make a stew, and it was everything that was left in the refrigerator from the week almost went into this stew. And the reason I read the spun every day is is I'm so focused in on football that it gives me all the trending news in any sports. And I like it. It's a quick hit. I know when I get to keep up on it. So I appreciate the spun and I appreciate Matt, but I more appreciate his friendship. Good to have you again, buddy. Always a pleasure, Hondo. I'm always uh, grateful to be on with you every week. And, you know, I can't believe it's been been going on for well over a decade now. Yeah, almost 12 years. I mean, because it came in in 2012. Just sorry. I'm not going to go there because we're you're getting younger. I'm getting older, brother. Although, (laughs) although. I'm I'm 53 now and I have a newborn baby, so go figure That's that true. out. That is true. God bless Dexter. All right, Matt. I I want to lay a little groundwork because we're growing 
exponentially. Tens of thousands of people are watching our videos, and I appreciate that. I want everyone to know that I appreciate it. And if you want to know a little bit about what we do, um, we're professionals. We're not dropping F-bombs. We're not you know, attacking people. We're keeping it about football. And, you know, last week we had some people saying, well, Hondo, you're too optimistic because you like these guys. I mean, I'm a professional. And there have been coaches who I called out who were personal friends. It cost me friendships. Um, I'm not against that. and it, But I just don't do it to flame. Negativity sells, man. Matt, you and I know this in our business. And there is such a... My job is to tell people the truth and then build a foundation and then hope that over the long haul, it's sustainable because people know I may not always like what he says, but I, I know I can trust him. And when you talk about things, there are some people that just approach life with an absolute negative attitude. If they won the lottery, they're complaining because they got to pay the taxes. And I don't do that. My good friends away from media, of which Matt is one, are that way too. We approach life with a different worldview, a different perspective. I mean, every day that I get up is a blessing. And so I'm not going to approach life negative and mad, but I'm going to give you what we think. Now, in the NFL, there are guys that are superstars, and everyone believes because they play in the NFL that you can have superstar expectations of everyone. First of all, you can't do it. It's why the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers was so stupid. I mean, you got $60 million committed to this guy of your salary cap. And he's a proven guy that, yep, he gets all the statistics, but he's not great in the locker room. You tie up a ton of money. You, you just can't do that. And last week we talked about building blocks. I thought that was a great podcast. Man, did we get some amazing response from that. And I appreciate everybody that responded. And today we're going to look at players that aren't, that are, we're not going to talk to rookies or talk about guys in their sophomore campaign. Although we did talk about Dylan Parham last week because he had such a great rookie campaign. But we're going to look at a lot of guys who maybe aren't building blocks. Maybe they're older in their career. You know, maybe they're guys that have been really solid but haven't made the next step to building block or great. We're going to look at those guys. We're going to analyze those guys. So let's get right started. I got my roster right here because we're going to go through a ton of players and I can't remember them all by memory. But I want to start with Amir Abdullah. This is his ninth year in the league. He's 29 years old out of Nebraska. I covered him a lot when he was in the Big Ten. Matt, this is a guy that understands their system. He's a guy that you know what he's going to do running the ball. You know what he's going to do in pass protection. You know what he's going to do catching. You know everything he's going to do. He's going to be super solid in special teams. I wouldn't call him a building block, but he's a guy that you got to have more of these guys on your roster than superstars and building blocks just because of the way the salary cap works. This is a guy I think the Raiders are better for having on the roster. Your thoughts on Amir Abdullah? Well, I think that when you look at the Raiders at running back, obviously they have, although he's <clears throat> they're still working out the contract details with them. You know, they have Josh Jacobs, who's one of the best in the league at that position. So behind him, when you're when you have that luxury, you're looking to fill specific roles behind that that player. 
And I think that's what Amir Abdullah does. Like you said, he's been around the league, um, was a star in college, never quite, never developed into that or had the opportunity to be that at this level, at the NFL level. But like we said, when you're in the league for eight, nine years, you know, that shows that you can be counted on. There's a reason why teams keep bringing you back. Even if you're bouncing around the league, there's a reason why you continue to find employment. I think he's one of those guys. You, you know what like you said. You know what to expect from him when he when he's in the game running the ball. You know he can handle pass protection. You know he gives you an element in the passing game. And I think those are the type of role players, uh, veteran role players, that can go a long way throughout the season because you never know when you're going to need one of those guys to step up. Right. Next, I want to I, I want to say this before I get into the next guy. The Raider Nation, there is a lot of um, anger, angst towards the Raiders offensive line. And I understand that they have not been perfect in everything, but they did block for the NFL's leading rusher last year. I mean, clearly in pass protection, but I think there were also some issues you know, with Derek Carr that contributed to that. I, I'm not trying to pretend like the offensive line was great, but their offensive line was not the biggest issue. The, the Raiders scored points last year. The problem was the defense. And it's a guy that I'm a, I, I'm a little bit surprised. He's coming into his fifth year. He's 27 years old. Alex Barr, the guard. And I think that he's the right guard. And, and the Raiders brought him back. I think a lot of people were mad. Am I saying that he's the greatest guard in, in, in the NFL? Nope. But I also don't think he's as bad as people think. And I think he I, – I know this. It's just like when Max Crosby said that Josh McDaniels hadn't lost the locker room and everyone said either I was lying or Max was. Well, I had the video. So then you're going to call Max a liar? I know this. Josh Jacobs – appreciates and really loves Alex Barr and Bars and, and the, the separation that he causes. Am I saying he's a lock to start? No, I think he's going to be, they're going to compete, but on the roster they have right now, he's a starter. I think he does a very good job. I think he, he's, he is what you call, what did you just call role player? Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's as bad as people think he is. Let's talk about Alex Barr. When you, <clears throat> you look at the offensive line, Besides, obviously, overall talent, the most important thing you need is cohesion and you need uh, some type of continuity between that the guys on that group. So for me, when you like you said, you know, you have your Colton Miller and your Dylan Parham that you feel are, you know, locked in guys now and for the future. What do you do at those other three spots? And like you said, without a doubt, there were some issues up front with the Raiders last year on the offensive line. Um, but you may not be in a position where you're going to be able to um, kind of just reinvent yourself on a line in one offseason. The Raiders, obviously, what they felt was we go another year with this group, uh, another year working together, another year under our system, they'll be better. So I think that that's what they're hoping for for <clears throat> Alex Bars and some other guys in that unit. That another year within the, you know, within the system, another year knowing what they can and can't do well um, allows that unit to perform better than it did in 2022. So I think that's what you're kind of looking at. You're looking at, like you said, a guy that's a role player, a guy that understands what you're going to ask of him 
and they're hoping that he can kind of take another step forward uh, and the group can take another step forward uh, this fall. You know, and a lot of people will say, well, why don't you go sign somebody better or go draft somebody better? Well, maybe there wasn't somebody better in the draft, or maybe at the time that they drafted, there was a bigger need and a player to address it. An another one is, is, I mean, NFL players aren't on a tree. You can't just go pick one like you can an orange. And so sometimes, you know, you got to look and say, okay, is drafting this guy, is he better than what I have? Or can I go get him and develop him, but he's cheaper, so it helps me in the salary cap? Or people say, what about going to get this guy? Well, okay, that's a that, that's good, but then how does that impact salary cap? There's so much. This is why role players are so vital in the National Football League. Next, I'm going to talk about a guy that Raider Nation probably won't know his name. It's Jacob Bobbenmoyer, Bobbin Moyer, the new long snapper. They let Trent C go, and that did not go over well in their locker room. And I've had a lot of people say, well, that was A.J. Cole and Daniel Carlson, who are, in my opinion, the best kicker and punter combination in the NFL. We talked about them last week as building blocks. And it was more than them. There was a lot of people that were very upset with the loss of Trent Sieg. But they go get the special team coordinators guy. And so the when you look at role players, and you, nobody talks about long snappers, but the problem is if you're not talking about them, it's because they're doing their job. But he's clearly an important role player. Yeah, and I'm just checking. Was he from New England? Was he a guy that they got from New England? Or was he a guy that they got from elsewhere? I know they I know they, they signed someone from elsewhere. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not as familiar you know, with I think he came from Denver. I may Denver. be wrong. Okay, yes. but okay. I, yeah, You're I think right. he, he but come, he's from northern Colorado. Yes, he did come from Denver, excuse me. Um and again, like you said, somebody with a familiarity with the special teams coordinator, somebody that they trust. You have to trust your long snapper implicitly uh, because like you said, the only time you're ever really talking about them is if they screw up or, you know, you have a, a massive need there because there's been issues. So, you know, it takes a while typically to build that kind of trust between a punter and holder and kicker and the long snapper and kind of work at that. But, you know, they wouldn't be bringing this guy in. If they didn't feel that he was capable. So, you know, to me, if it says that, you know, they they have a belief in him, they believe in Jacob, and I think that, you know, it's it's you know worth trusting the coaching staff with that, especially when the coordinator himself kind of makes it uh, his pet project or his guy to to come in and, and help. Agreed. <clears throat> then you come to a guy, Brandon Bolden, mm -hmm. running back, his eleventh year, thirty three years old. This is a guy knows the system, does the system. I mean, he's really that second running back behind Josh Jacobs. And, I mean, this guy, I know he's long in the tooth, but, man, he does his role. There's no drama. He's great in the locker room. You know, at some point with that age, you have to think, okay, I mean, how long is he going to, you know, keep going? But he definitely fills that role. He's not overexpensive. Is he a guy I think that could possibly not make the roster? Yeah, I think it's possible. I think he will, but I think there's a chance if somebody steps up. But, man, he's one of those role players. You know what he's going to give you. He's Nister consistency and a vital part of the team. 
Well, what gives him an advantage, too, is his ability to play special teams, which you're always looking for when you have guys that are backups, um, backup skill position guys. Can they contribute on special teams? Brandon Bolden made his living in the NFL with New England as a kind of Mr. Do-Everything. You know, he started on special teams, but he also emerged a little bit as a pass-catching back and someone in short yardage near the goal line. So he's done a little bit of everything there. And I think that that trust and that kind of competency uh, that that he has to be able to contribute in multiple facets makes him – it's a reason why he's stayed in the league as long as he has. It's a reason why Josh McDaniels wanted him after having him for so long in New England. Um, again, 33, like you said, not going to play for very much longer. But for now, I think that they still Raiders still feel they can get something out of him in all three phases of the game. Um, well, not defense, but offensively running the football, catching the football and on special teams to uh, to have an impact and help that roster. Then you come to a wide receiver, seventh year in the league, 30 years old, Keenan Cole. And to me, this is a guy that that, you know, you know exactly what you get with Keenan Cole. He's not going to be your number one. He's not going to be your number two. Um, quite frankly, I think he battles for the the you know the five four three guy, three being his ceiling, five being the floor. But he's a guy that you know he's going to run his routes right. He's precise. You know that he's going to be able to jump in on special teams. You know everything that the guy can and will do. Um, is he a guy that I I think will make the roster probably, but again I think he's a guy that could be pushed out. But uh, again, another solid role player, great in the locker room. Uh, your thoughts on Keenan Cole? He had some nice moments uh, out here with the Jets two years ago. Actually, um, made a, I had a start. I think ten or eleven games for them. Has a lot of experience. Um, turned in some pretty good seasons in Jacksonville. Again, he's a guy that if he has to start for you every week, um, it's probably not a great thing for your receiving core. But if he's your fourth receiver, fifth receiver, somebody that can you know contribute here and there, I think he's a good veteran depth depth piece to have. Um, I think when you look at the Raiders roster, obviously their one two are set in Devontae Adams and uh, Jacoby Myers. So it's all about – and right now they have a, a good slot receiver in Hunter Renfro, but as you said, you anticipate him not being there. So then it kind of becomes, okay, who steps up at those other spots? Uh, is it, you know, Trey Tucker, the rookie? Is it a guy like a Keelan Cole? There's also, you know, Philip Dorsett, who's been bounced around the league and brings a speed element that other guys can't bring. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how that depth chart sh shakes out but uh, DeAndre Carter also, I knew I was missing someone else, but I, it'll be interesting to see how that depth chart shakes out. But I think Keelan Cole is somebody who can still have a, a contributing, be a contributing factor uh, for the Raiders on offense in a de defined role in 2023. The next guy, man, he gets a lot of controversy, but when he's in there, um, you know, this is the thing. People will show a highlight of a guy getting blown up. Okay. Everybody in this league gets blown up. Everybody in this league fails. Tom Brady has failed. 
He's thrown interceptions in critical moments. I mean, so you can take film and point out everybody in this league because everybody's good. But he's a role player who's super solid when he's in there. Um, he certainly is a, is a contributor and a starter at the right tackle. We're talking about Jermaine Illuminor. Yeah, and again, this is a, a guy who, and throughout all your mock drafts, and we talked about, we anticipated the Raiders taking somebody for the right side of that line, whether it was a right mm-hmm. tackle or right guard. So we thought they would be adding uh, a, a rookie to the mix there. But again, like you said, it kind of comes down to, and this is the stuff that we're not necessarily always privy to. You might, you're privy to it more than I am covering them day to day. What does the draft board look like when it's time to pick? You know, um, did they feel that guys that they liked at those positions were already gone and they, they there were guys at other positions of need they liked better? So they didn't want to reach for one. So you bring back a guy like Jermaine Illuminor, another guy who has experience, um, alongside, you know, Alex Bars, Andre James, guys like that. And you try to say, all right, we know what we have here. We know what he can and can't do. Another year within this system. Hopefully we can kind of accentuate the positives, get the most out of him and get the most out of this line. Um, I think that that's something that the I think that's what the Raiders are going for now. They're going for that development aspect. They're going for that continuity aspect of another year of everybody kind of working together as a unit, helping the line, taking another step forward. And, you know, Jermaine Illumino is a guy who's played in a lot of games, has a lot of experience. So I think they're they're feeling that they can count on him at a reasonable enough level uh, this year. And the point is what they're paying him and the trust value they have in him clearly tells you, you know, again, you, you're not going to, I mean, it, guys can still be cut. I still expect there to be trades. I'm not saying that his job is a hundred percent safe, but man, I, 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 I don't think everyone, I think everybody thinks you got to fill out your, this isn't the NBA, go get five stars. You can have your stars, but you got to have your role players. Next is a guy that I think next year we could be talking about as a building block. Marcus Epps. He's 27 years old. He's a safety. He's a fifth year in the league. This is a guy that's done a lot of project production. They go and get him. I think he still has a step in his game. Like, you know, we put Jacoby Myers on the building block list, even though he was a free agent. Because I think at the level he's played, I think Marcus Epps has played really good. But I still think Marcus Epps has more in him. I really like this signing. So he's a role player today, but I don't expect him to be in that role next year when we do this roster evaluation. Marcus Epps, your thoughts? Yeah, he had, you know, he was one of many legitimate contributors they had in that Philly secondary. That Philly secondary was loaded with different pieces to use last year. Um and he comes in. I mean, obviously, you're you're bringing him in to start uh, opposite Trevon Moore get the other safety spot. Um, I like Marcus Epps when I watched him in the NFC East. I think he has, you know, the ability in as a pass defender and also coming up to stop the run to have an impact. We know that safety's been a weak point uh, for the Raiders for a while now, or there's been some un- it's been unsettled at the position. And I think this is the type of guy that you're hoping. With him, um, I know we'll talk about some other guys too, but like Javon Morig, um, Chris Smith, maybe fifth round pick. You're hoping to kind of solidify those safety spots uh, in the years ahead. 
And uh, I think that I, I offhand, I'm not sure how many years he signed for Marcus Epps. I think it was three. Was it three? Auto three, yeah. Yeah. So they, they're thinking that he could be part of this team and be part of this unit for more than just 2023. He's not a renter. Next guy is a corner that used to be here and played at a super high level when he was. He's entering his sixth series, 28 years old. Brandon Faison. I, I like this guy. I think he's a building block. The reason I have him in the role player mode is they let him go when they first got here, which at the time I was very critical of. And I, I think I proved to be correct because they brought him back. But this is a guy I th the fact that they let him go tells me, okay, maybe they didn't believe in him. But the fact that they brought him back is, okay, maybe we should have. I expect him to be in the building block mode next year like Marcus Epps and we talk. But this is Brandon Faison. I like his game. I like a lot about him. He's still young. Your thoughts? Well, We know that the Raiders wanted to revamp that secondary uh, this offseason. And they certainly did that. You know, they brought in – well, they brought back Marcus um, Brand Marcus Faison. Who's got to play the Rutgers? Excuse me, Brandon Faison. Um, and they brought in Duke Shelley at corner, and they also bring in uh, David Long. So they were trying to revamp that entire position group. Um, and I think that you know you're hoping when you do that, and also with a couple other guys they brought into position, that a couple, that couple of them stick and become long term type contributors. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that. You know, I, that's obviously the hope for any of those guys. Um, and I think that you'll see, you know, what how those roles shake out because it will be fascinating because one of one of those guys, the three that we named, isn't going to start on the outside because there's only two starting spots on the outside and the nickel you're going to get maybe Nate Hobbs or Ja'Cory Bennett, the rookie. Um, so one of those guys is going to be your corner, your third cornerback. Uh, and not have as big of a role, but it, so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But Brandon Faison, somebody who definitely has the ability to earn a starting job and contribute uh, for the Raiders after coming back from Indianapolis. The next guy is a role player. <clears throat> I I think he could play and earn more, although I'm skeptical of that because of his age. He's 28. He's entering his eighth year in the league, but he comes in on a short contract. This is tight end Austin Hooper. We know what he's done in the past. We know that Josh McDaniels loves tight ends. We're not talking rookies today, but Michael Mayer's going to be here a long time. So, again, he's a role player. I think if he plays well in 2023, he could get, you know, an extended deal, a two- or three-year deal. But with his age and, and being new and the fact that they only gave him a one-year deal, I'm definitely consider him a role player, Austin Hooper. I like that signing. You know, I thought obviously they they moved on from Darren Wallace. Now you're saying, and Foster Morrow's gone. So you're like, okay, we really need to totally rebuild that position. So what they did was they go out and get two vets in Hooper and OJ Howard. They draft Michael Mayer, and now you kind of have an, an interesting combination of guys at the tight end spot. Austin Hooper's a guy who's played a lot of football in the NFL. He's had some some successful years with some subpar quarterbacks. Uh, at his previous stop. So it's not like, you know, you're worried about a guy who he, he needs to be with the best of the best to contribute. You know, Josh McDaniels is going to utilize his tight ends. You know, there's going to be formations where there's two of them on the field at once. Um, you know, Michael Mayer, they're expecting him to contribute from day one, but they need one of those other two vets to step up. 
And given O.J. Howard's injury history, I think he's more of a complementary piece at this time. So I think the potential is there for Austin Hooper to have a nice, solid, under-the-radar year. He's a guy that's not really talked about uh, among the top tight ends, but I think he still has the, the potential to have a nice season for the Raiders in 2023, which would, like you mentioned, make things interesting for what do they do with him after that. Do you keep him around to kind of keep your tight end unit intact? if he has a good year or do you let him walk and he looks for, you know, one last payday in free agency, but I think he could be successful. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now in a few weeks, we're going to be doing a podcast talking about Raiders to watch guys who could take, you know, the net could, could really surprise some people. And he's going to be one name. I I think he's going to have a really good year. And uh, I, I, I agree with your analysis there. Next, I want to talk about OJ Howard. Again, this is a guy that has all of the tools to be great, but just cannot stay healthy. And obviously the contract reflects that. Um, if this is a guy that, and we say the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, if this guy can stay healthy, I mean, he has all the tools to be an all-pro, but just cannot stay healthy. Again, a role player because of his injury history, you know what? You, you, you put him in spots and hope you can keep him healthy. But a guy I don't see as a building block, I don't see the ability to be a, a building block. He's eight years in, and we already know about the history. But I think, man, this is a guy that could that could do a lot if you could, you would, you should you. But your thoughts on O.J. Howard? Yeah, coming out of Alabama, first round pick at a Bucks, I thought that he had a really bright future and could maybe challenge to be one of the better tight ends in the league after a couple of years. Didn't happen for him in Tampa, kept getting hurt. Um, they brought in, you know, they had Cam Brate. They brought in Rob Gronkowski with Brady. So uh, he just kind of injuries and other guys passed him up. And now he's kind of become a little bit of a journeyman bouncing around the league. But there's still that potential there when he is on the field, when he is healthy, to, be, to have an impact. So that's why teams like the Raiders, uh, the Bills before them, bring him in or are willing to take a look at him and what he can contribute. I think he's a guy that you're not, like you said, you're not aiming on him being a multi-year guy or being someone you particularly count on for a lot of production. But I think you could use him strategically in certain packages, certain areas of the field, certain situations where if he's out there, he can have a positive impact for you and he can make a little bit of a difference. Um, but he's just not at this juncture in his career. He's a guy that's just kind of looking to, keep finding work and keep helping teams as opposed to somebody you entrust with your tight end position. Right. Next guy uh, is fifth year in the league. He's been a Raider product from day one starting center. He's, you know, a guy that's 26 years old. This is Andre James. This is another guy that Raider fans really go after. And I understand that you can watch film and see there are things that he can improve on. But not everyone is going to be a superstar. This is not a league where you can go spend all the money that you want. It's not baseball. And, you know, they got him to a long-term deal that was very favorable to the team. And, and uh, you know, there are some people that think he could get beat out and, and, and because he does have a cap number. But this is a guy that, you know, certainly is a role player that I think could take the next step. You can never question his effort. You can certainly find on film where he's gotten beaten. 
Nobody's saying that he's that he's, you know, Mike Webster. Boy, does that tell you my age? <laughs> but but he is a guy that's a, a solid role player. You know, they could move Dylan Parham to center. You know, they, they've got some other centers on the roster. So, I, again, I don't know that his job's safe, but I like him. And it's uh, Andre James. Your thoughts on Andre? Well, he had the tough task of replacing a legitimate borderline Hall of Fame guy in Rodney Hudson. So Absolutely. When the Ra- Raider fans, when you are used to a Rodney Hudson, the next guy, if he's not up to par, it, it can be very tough for that player. That's it's been tough for Andre James. I mean, he started 32 games in the last two years. So he's pretty durable. And, it, again, you know he has that experience. Listen, like you said, if he really struggles, this is his last year of a three-year deal. So they're not going to hesitate to make a change – uh, up front, if they think reconfiguring the line makes them a better team, whether, you know, moving Dylan Parham or if they have another uh, player they acquire at center, which some point to, to look at, um, they'll make that change. So Andre James' job, I don't think, is safe, uh, you know, where he's locked in if he doesn't perform well. But I think that what they're, again, what they're going for is you have a guy who's been your center for two full seasons as a starter, Third, this will be his third season uh, at center, hoping he can continue to kind of b- progress a little bit. And again, like we said, you're looking at having him play some continuity with guys next to him. Hopefully that helps. And that's what the Raiders, I think, are going for. But like I will, I, like I did say, he's going into the last year of his deal. If he does struggle and they think that, make, that making a change there because center, I think, is maybe the most underrated position by a lot of people uh, watching the game. You need a good center. Um, if they feel they can make a change there and get better, they will. Um, but I understand, you know, what they feel, the value that they think he brings to the, to the spot. I think we both agree. I'm not saying he's safe, but I, but I think he certainly is a solid role player. Next, I want to talk about a guy that's one of the best fullbacks in all of the National Football um, similar to Trent Sieg, the Raiders let Alec Ingold go, who was extremely popular, goes to Miami. They bring in Jakob, but Jakob was tremendous last year. I thought he was super good. Again, not a building block because you don't use a fullback enough to be a building block, but he does a lot with special teams. He's a mentor, solid guy. Jakob Johnson, your thoughts? Well, I think when you see the teams that still use fullbacks, they're using them to gain some type of creative advantage, schematic advantage when they're on the field. Because it's not, like you said, teams are not in that 21 personnel that they used to be in the 80s and 90s um, where, you know, fullbacks on the field most of the time unless it's an obvious passing down. Um, so w- just like with Alec Ingold, Jakob Johnson can be sort of that chess piece that you use. He can block catch passes, how you deploy him in certain spots, um, I think is is how he, he'll fit in to the Raiders offense where I think he could be, you know, like a an X-factor type or, or you know, a, a guy that you use in certain spots to give you an advantage as opposed to an every out guy. But if you're rostering a fullback, period, in the NFL, you value that position. Because there's a lot of teams that don't even roster one. So it's clearly that 
clear that the Raiders continue to value the fullback spot, and he is one of the better ones in the league and obviously comes to New England where he, he has that experience with Josh McDaniels. Next we go to a guy who's 26 years old in his sixth year in the league. I thought he had a, a, a good last year. Um, wasn't great, but I thought he was good. It's the defensive tackle, Bilal Nichols. He's a guy that that you know does a lot. Clearly, the Raiders aren't happy at defensive tackle. They right. they went out and got you know two of them again this year. Um, but I think he's a guy again, a role player. I think when, when, that he does some things really well. I think there is improvement that he can bring. But again, I think Bilal Nichols is that guy. We're talking about role players today. He certainly is a role player. And right now he's penciled into the starting lineup. Again, like you said, they did go out and get, you know, they got Byron Young in the third round and Nesta Jane Silvera in the seventh. So they're looking to kind of move their, um, bring in some more pieces at that defensive tackle spot. And we know that they were not happy with the the way that they stopped the run uh, in 2022. So there, there's those guys in the middle, him and Jerry Tillery, they knew, do need to step up their game. But, you know, they're again, they're banking on another year in the system, helping out Bilal Nichols. He played 17 games last year. He start, started every one, 44 tackles. So he's a guy that you can rely to be out there every week, week in and week out. And that's the first place to start. So I think that, you know, he's – they're hoping that he can be that solid piece uh, to lead the way uh, up front and, and, and on what they hope is an improved uh, run defense for uh, the Raiders. We know they can rush the passer. We know they, they'll be able to do that. But can they stop the run better than they did in 2022? Next is a guy that I think a lot of Raiders fans would be are going to be surprised when I remind him he's on the roster. It's Brandon Parker, the big offensive tackle, who, when healthy, plays extremely well. I mean, there's he does a lot well. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he's Colton Miller. Mm -hmm. We're talking about role players, but he does play really well when he's healthy. Was non-existent last year, obviously injured. But this is a guy that's still there because they still think he could be a piece. And, and I think when a, a lot of people are really angry at the Raiders that they didn't do more with the offensive line. But I think they 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 knew, okay, we're going to go get some guys. And we still have Brandon Parker coming back. Uh, again, not a guy that, because of injury, that gets into a lot of conversation. But when he's healthy, he certainly performs at a good level. What What are your thoughts on Brandon Parker? Well, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. He was a third-round pick. Now he's in his sixth year in the leagues. He's been around for a while, and they've had him since 2018. Um, obviously, I don't. he's not a guy that you can really count on to be a starter or to play a big role because of that injury history and, and you know, some of the, the issues he's had. But, again, it's a depth. When you're looking at guys that are, have depth, to, when you're looking at guys for your roster depth, you're looking for guys, okay, do they have experience? Do they know the system? Can we count on them? Obviously, they feel like there's something there that they can count on or that there's something that they can tap into with him um, that hasn't been tapped into yet, that they're keeping him around. When you consider all of the injury issues that he's sort of had and all the other um, you know, problems – 
but they got him, but they still have him in the fold. Um, he started over 30 games for them, started 13 in 2021. So they still have, you know, believe that he could be a contributor. And I think that's why he, he's out there now, um, even though, you know, he missed all of last season. Interesting stuff there. Okay, I want to talk to you about a guy that he just makes plays. And, man, he makes some mistakes, too. But on a team that has very few playmakers, and that's why you saw them in this draft looking for playmakers in the defensive backfield, Amik Robertson, mm -hmm. this is a guy you just you root for as a person. He's a great kid. Just I wish you knew him, Matt. He's a great kid. But he does make some great plays, and then there are some times when you're like, what is he thinking? That's why I have him at that role player status yet. If he could just get rid of some of those what is he thinking plays, I think he could move into a building block. But it's Amik Roberts in the corner. Again, we this kind of talks about what we touched on with Brandon Faison is that they are looking to revamp that cornerback spot and just kind of see what comes out um, and, you know, how, how it shakes out. They brought in three new guys. In free agency, they draft Jacorian Bennett. Uh, Amik Robertson's still there. Nate Hobbs still there. So those are some guys that, that are, are battling for playing time. And I think it's kind of made the best men win uh, at those spots. So Amik Robertson has some experience, played over 30 games for the, the Raiders in the last three seasons, made seven starts last year. Like you said, there's the highs and then there's the lows. And I think that finding the right balance could be key for him but at the very least even if he's a backup having a backup that you know has played a lot of football for you um especially at a spot like corner is is a nice luxury to have you just hope that when he's out there he gives you more of the positives than the negatives the next guy i'm going to tell you right now next year we're going to be talking about him as a building block i think this was a steal of free agency they go out and get robert spillane Fifth year, 27 years old from Pittsburgh. Now, I know for a fact Pittsburgh was very frustrated that they lost him. The Raiders were just willing to pay more, and in their salary cap situation, they didn't have a whole lot of room to go get him. But Robert Spillane comes in. Let me tell you about this guy. He's tough as nails in the middle, just tough as nails. He's a guy that, does, you know, isn't an injury guy. Um, going down the stretch, I think it was either the last seven, I think it was the last seven, but it may have been the last four games of Pittsburgh. He played every rep on defense and every rep on special teams. He's just an old school football player. He's a grinder. This guy was a great get. I think it's the most underrated signing of the Raiders free agent class. He's going to be your Mike wearing the green dot day one. Um, again, I like this signing. But because he hasn't done it yet, and he only did it a short time in Pittsburgh, we, we've got him as a role player, but I expect a step to a building block next year. Robert Spillane. Well, again, we talked about that run defense being a problem for the Raiders all last year, uh, and you have to shore up the middle of your defense in order to get better there, and they, that's why they brought in a couple of defensive tackles, and that's why they signed Robert Spillane in free agency. The very least, you know, he's going to give you something against the run. He's tough. He's a, he's willing to be a thumper. He's going to get in the box and you know make plays and take on blockers and, and just kind of you know fill that type of role for you. Uh, durable player, 
guy that's going to be out there on the field every down and give you everything he's got. Um, do I think he is a star inside linebacker, middle linebacker in the NFL? No, but I do think you're going to get production there. And that linebacker has been a spot where, you know, the Raiders have had a lot of turnover over the last couple of years. So you're looking for something uh, in terms of him in the middle of that defense, um, along with Divine Diablo, kind of giving you some continuity, some stability uh, now and beyond 2023. Yeah, and then we, you know, and again with Spillane, I don't think anyone's saying he's going to be Mike Singletary. Mm-hmm. But I think he has a chance of being a building block guy, just that guy. you uh, Reminds me a lot of Chris Spielman. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the Mike linebacker yeah. that the Lions had? Just reminds me a lot of him. All right, I want to go to another guy, Roderick Teamer, a safety. This is a guy that you look at. He's in year four. Um, so clearly he's around, you know, after uh, – He's around because they believe in him. The guy will make plays. But, again, it seems like a lot of these guys that keeps him from being a a, a building block and it instead as a role player is either injury or consistency. And I just think this is a guy that, man, there will be times he makes plays and you're like – I mean, I, I remember one play in particular last year watching him make, and I, I just kind of turned to the person next to me and I went, Wow. I mean, he'll do those plays and then disappear. I mean, their consistency and injury are what keeps guys from moving to the next level of a building block. But Roderick Teamer, let's talk about him. Well, at the very least, he's giving you a lot of special teams contributions. He played 60% of the special team snaps last year. He was, you know, somebody they've relied on the last two or three years to contribute on specials. So, I, again, if you've got a guy who's a part-time player or a backup in the secondary, can they contribute on specials? He can. It's another reason why he keeps finding a job and sticking on their roster. How much will they count on him on the defensive side of the ball? You look at when he came into the league in 2019, he was, you know, what when he was healthy and on the field, he was a starting safety. You know, he played almost every down. Um and then after missing the 2020 season, 2021, he comes back and he's a role player. He's playing basically, you know, one out of every four, three or four defensive snaps. So, you know, they're, they're reduced his role. How much was he fit in with some of the new personnel they brought in uh, at safety and, and what he can do? Uh, that remains to be seen. At the very least, he's going to be uh, a reliable special teams player. And I think it's we'll go from there and see, you know, what he brings on the defensive side of the ball. The last one we're going to talk about today. Now, we didn't talk about anybody on the roster for this is their third season or less. We didn't get into Nate Hobbs. We're not going to get into Trayvon Moore. We're going to talk about those guys next week. But um, the next, last guy that I want to talk to you about is Jerry Tillery. Now, mm-hmm. everyone knows about this guy. Fifth year, 26 years old. I mean, high guy that has every God-given tool to be an all-pro. But you'll see him make awesome plays. Then you see him where he just gets boneheaded penalties that just make no sense. He's his, I, I said this with Foster Moreau when he was part of the team. He'll make great plays and then have drops or mistakes 
that negate his good plays. You know, last year, Jerry Tillery gets a big penalty in a really bad moment. But you know when you bring Jerry Tillery in, sometimes there are some mental lapses where maybe he's not locked in or makes a mistake. This is a guy that has all the tools to be great. But consistency is not there on a regular basis. Your thoughts on Jerry Tillery. And I like him. But it's not about liking people personally. Right. I think that you just look at his draft status as a first-round pick and the fact that the Chargers, even with his having a fifth-year option, were willing to let him go midway through his fourth year. Um, I can't remember if they turned the option down or not, but either way, they let him walk during the middle of his fourth season rather when he wasn't starting anymore, rather than let him fill out uh, the rest of the year for a team that was in the playoffs. So I think that's what you're seeing with some of the consistency issues, some of the concentration issues, other things he's had. Talent's there. I mean, it's been there since he was at Notre Dame. He was a stud in college. First round pick for a reason. Um, Didn't started eight, uh, excuse me, played in eight games, started four for the Raiders. Didn't get to see a ton of production, no sacks, um, only I think 10 tackles or something like that. But there's a there is an ability to tap into more there. You know, he had um, I think 10 sacks as a member of the, the Chargers in three and a half years. Um, can give you a little interior pass rush. So there is the there is something there. There's talent there that you can tap into and get more production. It's just you know, where's he at from a mental standpoint? Where's he at from a concentration standpoint? Where's he at from a dedication standpoint to what he's going to be able to give you on the field? How does that translate? Totally agree. All right, next week we're going to get into the three-year guys, the two-year guys, um, a little bit on the rookies. and But the point is, is we looked at some role-player guys. To be in this guy in this role – you're either new like a Marcus Epps or you're a person that has consistency or health issues. And again, that's how you get in the role player list. But for fans watching, to be a successful franchise in the National Football League, you're not going to have a whole roster full of superstars unless you just draft great and there's a bunch of young players. And again, the Raiders, prior to Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler being here, didn't do that. They 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 didn't draft well. So you're going to see a lot of role players. I think you're going to see a lot of this year's rookie class, though, step up and, and become guys that are building blocks. But it's fascinating times in Raider Nation. Again, we have much more next week with Matt Halati. But, Matt, this has been fun doing this expansive look at the draft. and I'm, I mean, at the roster, I'm looking forward to doing more next week. Without a doubt, always a pleasure breaking down out uh, of silver and black with you. Now, you're the best. That's Matt Halatic from thespun.com. I am Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. We appreciate all of you. Thanks for being with us. Thanks again, Matt. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Anytime. No problem. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.